This is Barkcast. You ain't nothing but a hound. On each episode of Barkcast, your questions will be answered by professional, senior trainer and owner of Canine Point Academy, Russell D. Russell. Hi, Russell. How are you? I'm doing very well. Thanks for asking. Excellent. Personal question on this one. Go for it. So, I've got a friend who's about to get a new puppy. Awesome. Um, They've ordered the puppy. It's coming in around about a month or so's time. Okay, dogs. They already have another dog. Right. Who's quite a uh, boisterous kind of fun dog. He's a boxer. Okay, another one. Cool. He's a bouncy, bouncy boxer. Um, so my friend's getting another dog, and I think they're getting a Dalmatian. So there right, you go. Cool. You're all the breeds, so you know exactly super. what's going on. What is and how is the best way to introduce the, the two. two together? So I think, hold on, the, the boxer is about three or four years old. Okay, dogs. And the puppy's obviously a puppy. Super. The first thing I'd want to know would be about the boxer in terms of, you know, what's his sociability like? Is he good around other dogs, other puppies? Has he seen lots of other dogs and other puppies? If he has, that's going to be very useful because he's used to that particular picture. If he hasn't, now in the intervening, I'm guessing days, maybe weeks before the new one arrives, would be a good time to start getting that dog to seeing those particular pictures. Number two would then also be in terms of, uh, and we've covered this, I think, in previous Barkcasts about having learning more about what socializing is being done with the puppies. Those two aside, the key part of this question is what do I do when my puppy arrives? How do I get them together? In an ideal world, I would want the dogs to meet on neutral ground. So go outside somewhere and let the two dogs meet. And I might just do a very small walk, uh, not not going particularly anywhere. I'm not going to go for a, a mile hike. I might just walk around a, a, an area and just let them sniff, let them sort of sniff around sniff each other and from then I, I can move on come back to the house do the same thing there just outside and then back into the house so we've, we've done our meet and greets a few times can I just ask sure. the, the meet and greet and also I just want to go back a couple of steps of you saying to try to get the the older dog see if we can get him more sociable if he's not as too sociable already what's the best way to do that for sorry for the older dog yeah. um there's two things with this. One is, sorry, three, four years old? Yeah. In terms of if he's never seen lots of other dogs and certainly not seen lots of other puppies, we're a little bit behind the eight ball. It's not that he can't learn to do these things. And I would argue in terms of being sociable, I don't mean he's sociable that he will run over and want to play with all his, these other dogs. I mean he's sociable enough to say, yeah, I can understand the body language of that dog. It wants to play with me or it wants to ignore me and be left alone either and respond accordingly in that dynamic or also be of the ilk that yep it's another dog i'm i'm pretty cool and calm about it are most dogs I, i'm generalizing here and i know you shouldn't generalize but, but i want to generalize yeah are most dogs okay with puppies or is it similar to your yeah. you you and children for example <laughs> you, you, you're not the best with children <laughs> yeah, and i know that enough. but you can if there's a baby there you'll understand to be Yes. Know, um, you, you yes. Know what I'm and trying I was, to say. No, 100%. And I was just going to come on to this particular point. When you've got a, a, a puppy puppy in the house, you will tend to find that they operate under what we call puppy license. In the same way, um, and all right, you make the joke, slightly, slightly joke half truth that I'm not particularly great with kids. Um, and it is a good old gag. If there's a, if we're sitting in a restaurant and a, a 
two-year-old or a three-year-old comes along and kicks you in the shin, your reaction is, oh, <laughs> oh it's all right. Off you go, little one. No, no drama, no harm, no Most foul. Most people's reaction. Most people would do that. Not yours. Yeah, <laughs> no. At the end of the day, we, that would be our reaction. It's just, it's just a young baby. They don't know what they're doing. It was off your pop. If a 12-year-old does that to you, your reaction is going to be, and certainly mine, is going to be very, very different. Puppies are the same. So bringing a new puppy into the house, to begin with, they're going to be operating under that, that puppy license. That's not to say they're going to completely get away with murder, but they are going to get away with a lot of things that they aren't going to get, a lot, get away with, say, seven, eight months down the line. And then would the, the older dog... Now, I'm kind of relating this a little bit to, to Sassy, uh, your dog. Yeah, who, who's, and she's a good one to... Well, no, and she's very good at letting other dogs and humans know... Without being aggressive, because she, she's yep. not aggressive in any way. Just she's saying, hey, this is my space, please respect and, it. And she's done it with my kids, and mm-hmm. she's also done it with my dog. So would the older dog actually teach the puppy the boundaries? In, in a lot of respects, yes. In the same way, uh, as you've seen with, with Sassy, when we had Maximus as a young pup, and he is a bouncy, exuberant, wow, yeah, let's play, this is amazing. And Sassy's like, no, <laughs> nah, that's not for me, sunshine. And again, in the same way, if we're, in terms of being social, you know, we're sitting down and having a car, and I, I always try and relate this on a, on a human level because it's easier to, to get that picture. We're sitting down having a coffee. There's two 12-year-olds running around having a great time. Hey, come and play chase. No, you know, to start with, hey, guys, you, you carry on. You, you do your thing. We're going to do ours. But if they keep plugging away, our reactions are going to change. And get, guys, I've told you once or twice or three times really nicely, stop running through me, past me, over me, go and play over there, leave me alone. And then the next thing might be going to find their parents and say, look, can you please put your child on a leash? It, it will escalate. And the same thing with dogs. So I'll have a new puppy in, or y- your, your friend will have then your Dalmatian puppy come in. D- depending on what his, um, his general personality, he might be quite a fearful dog. He might be a bit more sedate, or he might be super, super bouncy. That, we'll have to wait and see. But in terms of engaging with the older dog, if he's you know bouncing and jumping around him, sure, the old one might growl or body posture in a particular way. And I want the puppy then to respond to that in kind. Like, oh, okay, he's looking at me or posturing in a way that means I have to step back or give him space. Or he might be doing it in a way that he wants to play and engage. I do tend to go on a wee bit about socializing with puppies at an early, early stage, i.e. when they're with the breeder. And a lot of it is for this reason. All of these body posturing movements and displays that dogs do with each other, they learn so much of this in the litter with other puppies, which is why it's so important to allow that to develop and nurture properly and not to, A, particularly take those puppies away too early because they lose a lot of those um, behaviours. And it's a very difficult thing for people to go and find... The pu- or get to the breed. I, I, I guess more so where we are in Thailand. Yeah, and I, 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 well, it's again, different in other countries, isn't it? Because I remember when I got my first dog when I was in the UK, I could go to see yeah, the breeder, so yeah. I could see there what was going and on. I, I don't want to. I don't want to digress too much to go down that particular because I know we've covered it before in, in other barkcasts, and this is specifically about the meet and greet. But it is also an important point to raise because if by hook or by crook we do have a really poorly socialized young puppy who is jumping up and annoying an older dog and not reading or getting the signals, they're not learning anything. And at some point, puppy license is going to expire and there's a good chance we're going to now have a problem because, well, 
you're now old enough to take this sunshine. You're now going to get sharp thrift from the older dog. And there's a better chance at that stage that things can escalate. And I am raising it as a, as an, as an extreme level issue. Um, something to be aware of. And just to let you know, listener, if you do want to go and listen back to any of the Bartcasts, you just go to caninepointacademy.com and there is the back catalogue there so you can go and listen to Correct. all the old episodes. Um, so, sorry, I can't, we're kind of jumping around we'll a little bit. a wee bit, yeah. Um, so we talked about introducing the dogs on neutral ground. Correct. Um, somewhere. And then you then introduce them into the, the house. Yes. So what happens next? Exactly. The two key things for me, and again, I've, I do sound like a broken record sometimes, for me, with the puppy, certainly I would have them on leash the whole time. They don't have free range to go around the house and do whatever they want. So A, at least they're with me. I can reward and engage with that puppy to show them that, hey, yeah, being around me is safe. It's cool. It's fun. It's rewarding. Everything good kind of happens around me. Don't know, no need to stress. It would be super useful if my other dog, my three, four-year-old boxer, was under a bit of uh, control. Like I could get him to sit or lie down or you know go to his place bed and chill out which helps keep a bit of distance between the two dogs every now and again. So I can let them, I can walk them out into the garden or into the patio or even in the living room, let them meet and have a little sniff and a play. But I can also say, right, okay, Mr. Boxer, you go and lie on your bed. I'll bring the puppy over to me. And then we can let them meet and greet and engage again. And then I can create a bit of distance. So it's all calm. It's relaxed. It's easy going because your boxer knows how to go and stay on his place bed. And the puppy's attached to me anyway, so I can keep them with me in a previous podcast you you belittled my comment about hierarchy of dogs and and and, and humans mm-hmm. and stuff which um you're the expert however in this situation will the will jealousy yes. become a, a part oh, of I thought, didn't, didn't think you say jealousy jealousy oh. no okay um, in terms uh, i i do get asked a lot of these questions and if if we're being honest as dog trainers dog psychologists uh, and all of that the honest answer to a lot of these questions is you know what? I just don't know. And a lot of the research we have into things like jealousy with dogs, there are a lot of scientific experiments that have been done, pleasant ones before anyone um, jumps down my throat, in, and just sort of showing different images to dogs and then showing owners, you know, the owner with a dog with another owner and things like that. And, you know, what are the, the, the chemical changes in the dog's brains and things like that that we can measure? That we would then... Um, anthropomorphize great word for you as being in other words humanized well i was gonna ask yeah. you what was that because i'm sure that yeah, not yeah. all the it's just it's it's, the it's the longest word i know and i love using it every now and again because it's just brilliant just we humanize that and say well that probably means the dog is jealous we don't know that's the case in the truest sense of the term the way i would look at it would be rather than sitting here and trying to overanalyze it because if I do that and I think I'm making one jealous, I'm probably actually going to reinforce the wrong thing here. So what I'm going to do is do the complete opposite and assume that we're not jealous. And I'm going to show you there's no need to be. I'm going to treat each of you equally, each of you fairly, in the same way that you would with kids. If you've got a six-year-old kid and you've just had a new baby arrive, we're going to treat you both the same, equally, fairly. There's no, you know, I love this one more than that one. In all fairness, I do, well, yeah, yeah. I, I, I do love every, every one parent, more yeah. than Every the other. parent just went, hang on a minute, you don't have kids, do you? No, I clearly don't. <laughs> of course, you don't tell them that. No, no I, we I don't love tell them both them very that. much. No, absolutely. Um, just before we, we summarize, what about when you, that first night, mm-hmm. do they go to bed together, as in the same room? Do you have separate them? How's it, does one get to go on the bed because it's still a puppy? What's that what first night 
looking like? What I want to create for my existing dog, the one that's been in the household the longest, is that nothing's changed. I want them to understand that the normal routine is, is still the same. Because dogs need routine, they need consistency. And if we change that dynamic, that's going to upset them and set them off kilter. And that's usually where we start to get problems. All intents and purposes have the same routine and the same situations with my existing dog. If they usually sleep on your bed, fine. If they sleep in the, on a bed at the end of your bed or in the, the kitchen or wherever, they, everything's the same. For your puppy, and again, I think we've done a bark cast on this. If not, it would be a good topic to do. You know what to do with a new puppy in the house the first few days. We could either, I would either have them in their crate overnight or in a pen area so they don't have free access to go and chew the wrong things or make a mess in the wrong areas around the house. Okay. So just to summarize? So to summarize, one, where possible, meet on neutral territory. And it's not about going for a long walk. It's just I will walk around a small area so they can sniff and they can disengage and then they can come sniff and disengage. And then we can come back to the house, maybe do it outside and then come back in. Ultimately, it's your house. So it's your rules. So if I, I want to have control over both dogs... So I'm the one that's controlling the dynamic. And again, if I have some foundational skills with my existing dog that I can use, i.e. can you lie down and stay there or go to your bed and stay there for a second, and I can engage with the puppy, then I can create a bit of distance and then also bring them back together. So I can give my existing dog the time and space that he needs to get away from the puppy because that's going to happen from time to time. And if the puppy's on leash, they can't go and harass the older dog. Cool. Thank you very much. No worries at all. Cheers. Bye. If you're looking for professional training or somewhere to board your dog, either short or long term, then check out Canine Point Academy. That's caninepointacademy.com or go to Facebook and search Canine Point Academy.